Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's us, Donna and Steve, the big Z, all at your service. You know what we should do, you guys? We should say thank you to our listeners and give something away. Don't you think, Mike? I think so. I think that'd be a great idea. How about a four-pack of tickets to uh, the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show taking place March 1st through the 5th at the Minnesota Convention Center? Seems like a nice way to say thank you. I think so. Caller. Caller number... Seven. There you go. Okay. 651-641-1071. That's the number that you call. Caller 7, you and three of your bestest of friends uh, get tickets to the Home and Garden Show. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Can I just get back to the Adam Driver and Joanne Tucker movie really quick? Please do. Um, Okay. So I was reading about them and an article about them, and it was like, if you haven't seen this movie, you should see it. So I Googled it, and it just popped right up, and I was like, okay. I'm going to just like zoom, like fast forward to like the middle of it. I got the gist of it from the beginning. They're in this new house and they're sleeping and he's asleep. And I don't want to give everything away, but she keeps looking at the vent that leads to the basement from their bedroom. And then she gets back into bed and he's like, what's the matter? And she's like, nothing. And he goes, you think something's down there, don't you? She's like, no, yes. And so they investigate. And it's just that natural anticipation of being afraid of the unknown. You know, like the man of the house is going to be like, oh, honey, don't you want me to go down and check? I'll go down and look. Okay, I'm going into the scary laundry room now. Um, So it's that type of thing. A lot of the suspenseful feelings. What's the name of this again? The Basement. And where did you watch it again? YouTube. Home internet? Did you use it? I sure did. You damn right I did. Whoa, whoa, Donna. Oh, sorry. You did right I did. To all of our kids who are staying home right now and are listening with... Oh, I'm sure they're tuned in to my talk. Mammy and Peepaw. I don't want to be called Mammy. That's a term of endearment, Donna. If you're 90. Will Smith (laughs) posted a video. Some people were saying, wait a minute, this is kind of a flex. Other people were saying, wait a minute, this ain't cool. He like assaulted Chris Rock. I saw this video the other day. It was on his Instagram. And he, uh, I thought it was funny. But I, I get where the critics are coming from. He posted a split screen TikTok the other day. So there's somebody who was on TikTok 
and was telling a lesson, giving you like a little lesson, like, hey, did you know? And so people can do split screens where they just react to the other video, okay? She in this video is saying things like, did you know that you can pick any object, look at it, and ask what it thinks of you? And you'll get an answer in your mind from your intuition. So at one point, literally, like she's like, you could like even pick up a pen and ask it what it thinks of you. And then your intuition will get the answer. So put me down for a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but that's not why you called. Hang on one second, Don. I'll get right back to you. I need to chat with my computer mouse real quick. Funny and charming. Thanks, computer mouse. Anyway, um, she... As she was saying this, you can pick up any object and ask what it thinks of you. And then right at the last frame, Will Smith brings his Oscar into the shot and looks at it. Boom. And then the video cuts. So the joke being, so first you're like, oh, he's just kind of having fun with this sort of out there thought that you can ask inanimate objects what they think of you and you will hear from them via your intuition. And then he flips the script at the end, plot twist. Pulls in the Oscar, meaning, haha, what would the Oscar think of Will Smith after, you know, what he did at the Oscars? I thought it was creative. Uh, I don't. What's creative about it? Hold on, let me go get my CMA award. I'll be right back. Donna! <laughs> Do you, you have it there, don't you? Just get I it. Do. I, I want to see right it behind me. All right, hold yeah, on a sec. Sec. You talk amongst yourselves. All right, I'm not going to convince. I just thought it was a creative, funny way, essentially saying obviously the Oscar would think bad things about him because he lost his mind that night. Ladies and gentlemen, and the winner of the Country Music Association Award is Donna Valentine and her hillbilly co-host. What does it say on the front? <laughs> I don't know if I could get it in the frame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it says Valentine on the front. Yeah, it looks like a glorified paperweight. What does it say fully on the front? What did you win oh, for? Outstanding um, country for radio host? or? Oh, let's see. Donna Valentine, major market broadcast personality of the year. 2012. I mean, it was a good run. 2012. And then it was, what, about a year and a half later, and they were like, bye. You went from Correct. CMA to canned? Uh, CMA to ACM nominated to Canned. Yeah. Listen, guys. There are peaks and there are valleys. Listen. Yeah. It was was about two weeks before I was told that I was getting, my contract was not getting renewed at my former employer, meaning Reels, where I used to work, that someone in management there had said, hey, we heard from the consultants, and they said that the show that you – like co-created, wrote, produced, hosted, is uh, the best original program that they've seen in six right. years. And I was like, well, great, good. Let's buy a house here in New Mexico. Two weeks later, Steve, can you see me in my office? And then like an idiot, I make this joke as I stand up. Well, guys, I guess this is the end. Spoiler, it was. <laughs> and uh, took me over, sat me down, said we're uh, not going to be renewing your contract. We're taking you off of your show. We're flying somebody else in to come and host it. If you want to stay on as a writer, you can. We'll put you on some other shows until your contract is out. They did honor my contract, which is really lovely. So I did what any self-respecting adult man would do. I went into cried. my dressing room, called my wife, and cried. Aww, I was shocked. Did you that have a baby a at the time? Two. 
Whoa. Two babies. And we yeah. had moved to New Mexico. It's hard. But it's, it's a funny. tough business. It is a tough business. And especially when it's personality driven, you're liked until they're over you. And that's okay. That's a part of the process, right? It's you gotta right. move different people in. It's not like the sucky part is like the moving. There was a there was a time I moved from New Jersey to Georgia, from Georgia to Texas, four months after moving to Texas. Gone. Everybody wiped out. Everybody. <sighs> I mean, and then you're like, you've got your tail between your legs. You're like, okay, I got to pack up and now go back to New Jersey, get married, and then find a job. Yeah, it's that's why the, the market chase is, that's the double-edged sword, right? Because you get that's to a bigger market, a bigger audience. Short. Right. There's something that people ask me, they're like, oh, are you trying to move to New York? Are you going to move to L.A.? I'm like, there's so much life disruption. Just let me stay here. I'll travel and do things here and there, but just take a break, everybody. Yeah, man. Kids need stability. The um, people, there was like a parade. It was like being awake at your own wake. People came into my desk that day, one after the other after the other. It was 11, 11, back wish. And they were like, it's 11, 11. Dude, we're so sorry. We can't believe this is happening. Is this real? Blah, blah, blah. Because I was like the golden boy there. I was on all these different shows. People were like, oh, you get it. You know, just like you tell me (laughs) at my talk. Like, oh, you get all this special treatment. That's what they were telling me. And then, boom, gone. But here's the interesting thing. All the people who came in and said, we're so sorry that day, probably 80% of them, it felt like, were gone before my contract was (gasps) up. It was just mine was the first boot to drop, and then, boom, it just kept going and going. Yeah, tough time. Hang in there, kids. Sometimes those disappointments actually end up becoming real blessings Blessings in disguise. disguise. You got it, buddy. This is why we're best friends. I don't feel the same. You do, too. There are... uh, I've been teasing this, Donna. Underrated things that you should spend your money on that will be worth it, but also a really compelling study, results are in, about a four-day work week. And we hope and pray that our management wises up and listens and implements this effective immediately. We'll get into it when we go back. Donna, Steve, my talk. Morning. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve Show on my talk, 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Uh, I'm very intrigued by this story that you are about to present to the entire class. Thank you, Ms. Valentine. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Uh, happy to see everybody made it in okay on a snow day. By the way, our kids Thanks. are home from school. They shouldn't be. <laughs> they, should, they should be at school today. Yeah. yeah. They, they canceled school snowing. preemptively. That's they should okay. be at school. The school, right. the, 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 the snow isn't coming until like 2.30, right? It's not going to be like a foot immediately. It doesn't dump out of a bucket like a Gatorade bath after you win the national championship. Did you say two thirty? Yes, Queen. Yeah, but that's about the time that buses need to be on the road. And that's when it's starting. Yeah. No, this Steve. you're you're talking like a person who doesn't have kids. How about <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm talking like a person who was once a kid who doesn't uh, have the flip side fair. of the yeah the story. Yeah. What I. I'm surprised that they're not doing um, at-home learning like they're doing in Minneapolis. Yeah, I think a lot of places, um, what's the word, ditched that. So they're just snow days, I think, are just snow days again, at least out here in Eastern Carver County. 
All right. Good I digress. Luck. Are they running around? What are they doing? Why, why, know, there's two of them downstairs. No, it's fine. They're, they're, it sounds like they're having a good time together. Brother and sister are hanging out. They're having a good time. As long as they're not fighting. Well, they're not right now. Oh, but that, okay. it's like dealing with, it's like drug addicts, you know? Up one minute, down the next minute. Suddenly they're laughing. The laugh accidentally turned into a cry. What happened? I said something. What did I say? It's a lot. Oh, man. Good luck to you, my sir. <laughs> my sir! <laughs> I can love you. Oh, I like oh my, my sir. God. That feels if good. If you wonder why Steve just said, I can love you, it's because I accidentally texted Rocco one day. Instead of just saying, love you, it came, I looked down and I see that I texted, I can love you. <laughs> Which really sounds uncomfortable and suggestive. Yes. And I was like, um, no, no, no. Anyway. It just sounded like Donna was in a low place that night and was like, I don't know. Let's try this. <laughs> there was a man that set a record by going to this place 2,995 days in a row. This place, some say, is the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. Was it Jason Matheson? It was not Jason Matheson. <laughs> he okay. goes a lot, but not 2,995 days in a row. There's a 50-year-old guy named Jeff Reitz. Earned a wow. Guinness World Record for visiting Disney 2,995 days in a row. That is eight years, three months, 13 days. So that means from the time that he was 42 until 50, you could say, Hey, Jeff, what are you up to today? And he would have responded the same way each of those 2,995 days. Mm, I've got follow-up questions. I'm sorry. Can you hold them I, until the end, or do you need them to come out now? I feel like somebody needs to file a police report. What do you mean? He's a grown man. Is he going by himself? What is he doing? Oh, wow. Donna's Disney shaming people now. Sorry, everybody. You can't have a harmless hobby anymore. Thanks, Donna. Every day by himself, I need to know that he's with other people. And he's bringing, like, family and kids and... That's what I need to know. I'm sorry. He was trying to make it to 3,000 days in a row, and he was only five days away. But he struggled a bit during the pandemic, and he decided to make changes in his life, and one of them was to stop the streak and just move on. Jeff's record was certified by Guinness, and he says he'd love to return to Disneyland and show it off, but he hasn't decided on a return date yet, which sounds like to me he got sick of it. Like he woke up one day and thought, you know, too much of a good thing. If the only thing you ate all day were teaspoons of sugar, within a week, you'd get nauseous at the sight of sugar. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I feel like now he sees Mickey Mouse and he probably starts, you know, twitching a little bit. How do you prove this? Just by having ticket stubs? Do you have to have... I mean, documentation in video form, pictures with stamps. Like, it just seems like a lot of work to go through. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, We have Michelle on the line. Oh, I forgot about Michelle. Uh, Hey! Michelle, uh, what's, what's a place that you feel like you love enough that you could just go there day after day after day without getting tired of it? Hey, Mishy. Hey, Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, wow. why are you like What's this? What's your problem, man? What, yeah, you Michelle. think you're better than us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I had you on mute there for a second. For a oh, second? Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Anyway. We did it to you. you it payback. It, yeah, that was... That was I you. didn't want to have, like, some burp over the radio or something, you know? what? <laughs> This is big time here, but obviously I would go with Trollhagen. What else? Um, all right, Trollhagen. What's going on at Trollhagen? Just a lot of skiing and stuff? Skiing. I also work there in the ski shop, too. And see, you had told me this, that I'm a woman of the people, which I am. a woman of people, right. and I help people buy their ski stuff there, too. Are you the one who has offered me ski lessons? Yeah, that you refused to take me up on the offer. Yeah, it's Trollhagen. Well, Why don't you say, like, you meet know. me in Denmark? <laughs> I mean, I live in Chaska. <laughs> this is insanity. We, I guess we can meet somewhere else if that's what you want. I would yeah, say. like Highland Hills, you know, somewhere somewhere close. Trollhagen. Where we'll is Trollhagen anyway? Somewhere in we'll Wisconsin. Where? Trend. Where is it in Wisconsin? What city? Dresser, Wisconsin. It's right on the border. Okay. Just a little bit south of St. Croix. That's right. not bad. Right, really beautiful area. And you and don't get tired of it. In the summer, they have adventure parks, so you can do like ropes course and zipline too. So you could go there all year long if you wanted to. Do they have one of those alpine slides, those kind of like roller coasters that oh, go down the ski fun. hill? They don't, but Wild Mountain does, and that's 15 minutes away. And that's also oh. another ski resort wow. in Minnesota. Are you good at skiing? I, I attempt to. People say that, you know, but... You know, I I'm always going to get better. Wait a minute. So you're offering to give me lessons, and you're pretty much a self-admitted crappy skier. I'm. So you I'm want me to? Humble, I, I'm a humble human. People tell me I'm good, so if that means anything to you. But who are people? Like six-year-olds? Wait a minute. So you want me to drive <laughs> two hours, fill up halfway, have to stretch my legs, and then I get there, and you're just doing pizza down the hill? First of all, I'm just going to let it be a surprise for you. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. <laughs> all right, so maybe she's great. I don't know what to make of Michelle. Michelle, were you calling just to talk skiing, or did is there a place that she, you No, Trollhagen. She said Trollhagen. Trollhagen is, is my favorite place. I love it so much. Wow. I'm there all the time. I would spend every day there if I could. Wow. And you work there? Yeah, and I work there. I work two jobs. That's my second job. So, oh my gosh! Fun. As much like okay. time I can spend there, I I give it, and then I have to have a stupid job for bills, you know. What's your yeah. stupid job? It's called Fast Test, and I hope my boss doesn't hear this. 
what does FastPass do? FastPass is actually in Roseville, and we make uh, connectors for um, different parts like machinery, medical equipment, gas equipment. Do you guys want to go to lunch or something? We're I just think finding we out what, for the, sure. what, what the dumb job the was. The wife and kids will meet up and we'll go have a sea day. Oh my god! You know, I do want to teach my kids for sure. Well, I, I don't want to teach them; I want somebody else to teach them. But I just feel like if they learn, we'll all learn together, and that's how you become a skiing family or a snowboarding family. I'm thinking of switching to snowboarding, though, Michelle. Thank you for the call. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye, Michelle. Um, by the way, we got an email from someone who said Disney's expensive. WTF! Exclamation yeah. point. So this guy's going every single day for three, almost three thousand days. Yeah. Think about how much money that's costing him. Over three hundred thousand dollars. Here's what he has. He has an annual pass. So the annual yeah. pass is like a thousand bucks, something around there, and then you just go as much as you want. Whose side are you on, Donna? I'm just reading an email. You, you shame this Susie. guy for wanting to go to Disney and have some just good old-fashioned fun. Michelle calls in, and you're essentially berating her for having an interest in the slopes and trollhagen. Why don't you call us, anyone? 651-641-1071. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture on your planet next! Uh, for my friends over at Bradshaw and Bryant, this would be a good time to tell you that the snow is coming, as if you didn't know. It's cold, and this means, you know, dangerous conditions out there. Not just slippery surfaces on the roads, but think about walkways. Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant reminds us that property owners are legally responsible to maintain a safe environment for your visitors. For example, if the property owner, uh, it's the property owner's uh, responsibility to, if you have a really slippery walkway, you got to put a caution sign or you got to take care of it and de-ice that walkway. And if you fail to do that and someone is injured, that can be considered negligence. Um, hopefully you don't fall. Hopefully you're not the other on the other end of it either. Uh, but if you do find yourself injured, it is important to call a qualified Minnesota personal injury lawyer as soon as possible after receiving medical treatment. You can get a hold of Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant by going to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Do we have a caller on the line? We do. We're ready to roll. Ooh, let's kick it. It's time to go to college. college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, we're going to find that out with the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. Phyllis is going to be playing along with us, and she is going to be playing for a pair of movie passes to see an advanced screening of Champions, a heartwarming comedy starring Woody Harrelson, who ends up coaching a team of players with intellectual disabilities. That screening is going to be on March 8th at the Showplace Icon at the West End. Phyllis, welcome to the show. Hey, Hey, Phyllis, good morning. Hey, sister, how are you? Very well, thank you. Oh, wonderful. Where are you calling from today, Phyllis? Star Prairie, Wisconsin. Wow. How far across the border is that? It's about 15 minutes on the other side of the St. Croix, just directly across from Stillwater. Oh, what a journey. Well, listen, we're happy that you're listening to us this morning. 
Um, the topic is what? It is a very happy birthday to one Drew Barrymore today. So, uh, Drew Barrymore is the uh, is the topic today. All right, uh, Phyllis, this is a time for you to make a friend and for you to make an enemy. You are playing for movie passes, correct? Yes, the movie. All right, you can pay for a pair of movie screening passes. So it's a big deal. This ain't your typical T-shirt that we just throw in when we get lazy. Do you want to team up with Donna? Or Steve, with the topic being Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Uh, I think it'll have to do with shows on TV and movies. I'll have to choose Steve. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm going to turn down my microphone and look away. Oh, I hope I do you proud. All right, Phyllis, we're going to put you on hold as well, and we will get this started again. Drew Barrymore, the theme for today. Are you ready, Steve? I am ready. Let's get it going with this one. In 2005's Fever Pitch, she played a successful businesswoman who falls in love with a baseball-obsessed young teacher played by this guy. Jimmy Fallon. Lasting just over a year, Drew's second marriage was to this Canadian-American comedian, show host, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and rapper. Pass. Highest grossing movie for Drew Barrymore ever was E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Name any of her next three highest grossing movies. Uh, Fifty First Dates. Uh, say another. Say uh, the other one. F- uh, the lasting over just a year, Drew's second marriage was to this Canadian American comedian, show host, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and rapper. Three seconds. Wow, and rapper. All right. I'm gonna hold there. Uh. And we will bring Phyllis in here. Phyllis, we got uh, a few answers here from Steve. The first, uh, first off, how do you feel like he did? Uh, he did better than I would. Put it that way. <laughs> on the first one, he said Jimmy Fallon. You feeling comfortable with that? Yes. Okay, sounds good. The second one, lasting just over a year, Drew's second marriage was to this Canadian American comedian, show host, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and rapper. Do you have any guess for that one? Something to do with green? I need... green? Okay. And uh, the last one, E.T. was the highest grossing movie for uh, for Drew Barrymore. Can you name any of the uh, three next highest grossing? He said 50 First Dates. Your thoughts? Uh, that's great. Okay. That's a good answer. Perfect. Wow. I'm going to... I got saved there. If Jeopardy rules are in effect... Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they're last gonna, names they're are going to have to be. Yeah, in this or, case, yeah. So we'll we'll put you on hold, uh, Donna. Go ahead and actually uh, bring her back in here. Hey, Donna, we missed you, man. The show suffered without you. Hey, oh, you sound too happy. <laughs> Darn it! I'm no. ready. All right, let's get things started here again. Drew Barrymore, the category today. This 2000, or excuse me, in 2005's Fever Pitch, she played a successful businesswoman who falls in love with a baseball obsessed young teacher played by this guy. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Lasting just over a year, Drew's second marriage was to this Canadian-American comedian, show host, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and rapper. Tom Green. Uh, what, her, rapper? Okay, Tom her, Green. Her highest grossing movie was E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Name any of her next three highest grossing movies. Oh, God. Uh, you got 10 seconds. Take your time. Wedding Singer. All wedding right. Singer? I think she was in that. Okay, Wedding the Singer. The Wedding Singer. Okay. We will go now to the questions, and we'll get it started with this one. Uh, We'll start on the top. You both felt very confident about Jimmy Fallon. Well done. 
Yeah, that Thank felt you. good. Uh, and that was indeed correct. Jimmy Fallon, uh, opposite. He was, uh, he was obsessed with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, lasting just over a year, Drew's second marriage was to this Canadian, and we went through all of it. Tom Green, indeed, was the correct answer. Yes. And Phyllis, job, Phyllis saved Steve on that one. She came yeah, up with Green. We Jeopardy rules do apply in, in, in this case. Wow. And I blanked. I, the only thought I had was like vanilla ice. Well, the rapper <laughs> part like, throws it off, but remember, it sure he did does. The, yeah, well positioned. His biggest. Uh, his biggest hit was My Bum is on the everything. It was all about oh, where yeah, his bum yeah. was. Remember? Yeah, yeah. My bum is on the thing. My bum is on the thing. And if you win, they might give you. Yeah, it's a long thing. Um, uh, and then finally, here, Extraterrestrial, her top grossing movie. Steve said 50 first dates. Phyllis mm. agreed. Sure. Donna said The Wedding Singer. I think that's right. Both are incorrect. What? No! It's a 2 2 tie. Let me guess another. Okay. Oh, no. Let's guess more. Uh, let's see. Never been kissed. Uh, Firestarter. The one I don't think you'll ever what get else? because she was not one of the main actors. The other two you should. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Don't tell me. Don't yeah, tell me. Sorry. The scary movie. The no, scary movie one. Nope, not that one. Damn it. What is it? She played Sugar in Batman Forever. Really? Again. What? You wouldn't have probably gotten that one, but she was one of the three main leads in the next two. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Those were the two other movies. Wow. Those were the three. So, uh, with that. I believe Wedding Singer did that. No. Top grossing, though. Yeah. uh, 50 First Dates did uh, 120 domestically. And uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, that means we're going to a tiebreaker. I haven't done this in a while. (laughs) All right. So, Phyllis, you get to be involved in this. And if you know it, just say your name. That's your buzzer, okay? Okay. All right. We're going to do the musical style like we do here for these tiebreakers. I pulled up a song off of the 50 First Dates soundtrack. This song appeared in 50 First Dates. When you hear it, yell out your name. That is your buzzer. And when you hear it, you're going to give me the band. Not the song. The band. There's your first clue. It's a band. Here we go. I better actually turn it up. One second here. Steve. Steve. The Cure. The Cure is correct. Heard here every Friday. Yes. The Don and Steve experience. Congratulations, Steve. And congratulations to Phyllis. Yay, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis, tell Donna to eat it. No, Phyllis, don't. No, I have to. The last time I won anything on your station was when it was Colleen and the boys, and I won tickets to Weezer. I was going to give them to my son. He already had tickets, so we ended up in the mosh pit. That's oh, incredible. that's funny. amazing. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. Well, here's hoping that a mosh breaks out at the movie that you get to go and see, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. And a T-shirt? Is there still a T-shirt? Not a T-shirt. You got movie passes hey, this Phyllis. time around, So What? Don't get all I'm greedy, all right? I'm negotiating. That's true. Yeah, I, I kind of like right, do her. It, do it on the phone. Hold on tight. We'll take it offline. There we go. All right. All right. Darn it. I'm so bummed. Yeah, you it's sucked okay, at though. that. I, I said, Donna, don't forget, uh, there's a little bit of a delay. So oh, you have the I advantage. knew it. I knew it. Unbelievable. You know, all right. well, you're a real pain. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, do you want a tip? Okay. Time tip. for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 
Can I pick which tip you're going to give us? You have a couple. Absolutely. I think I would like the customer service hack, how to reach a human, because that's that impacts every every listener. Guess what? I'm going to give you both. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm not going to play. There's a TikTok out there with this lady, but she talks so fast you can't really understand her. She says this works mostly with bigger companies. When you get stuck in that automated phone hell, zero pound, zero pound, zero pound, just keep doing it. Yeah. Zero pound, zero pound, and you should be able to get to a live person. Thank okay, you. so just button mash, zero pound, zero pound, zero pound, zero pound. I usually just do zero. I'm just like, do, 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 and I'll just keep doing it, and I'm just like relentless. Oh, man. It's like a little kid ringing your doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Okay, so zero pound. Try that. It should work. She said it works like 90% of the time. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Now, here are five things your landlord is not required to fix. And this might be helpful to you if you are renting out properties, okay? Okay. I thought you were going to go, oh, it must be nice. Yeah, I mean, well, there's exactly one of us that owns two properties, and that would be Donna Valentine. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, the woman can handle two mortgages, everybody. Wrap your head around that. Woe is me. I'm Donna. Just barely scraping by. Sorry. Okay. I don't know where that came from. I shall not be shamed for being successful in my life. That's right. Get it, girl. My life. Thank you. Okay. Here are things you're not required to always have to fix. Damage that you caused. If you're hanging a picture. So this is you as a tenant. Hold on a second. This is you as a tenant. Okay. You're renting. If you cause damage, well, let's say hanging a picture and knock a little hole in the wall. You don't have to fix it. Oh. Or they don't have to fix it. You know what, Donna? I'd say make your money while you You don't can. have to fix it either. But they don't have to fix it either. They can charge you for it when you move out. But you don't have to fix it, and they don't have to fix it. So far, if I had to rank your clearest segments, this would not be in the list. This is great. Cosmetic repairs. Your landlord does not have to fix a crack in your bathroom tile just because it looks bad. Minor plumbing issues. Pipe burst, yes, that's on your landlord. But they're not always required to help with things like clogged drains. Well, you had a little bit of a pipe burst the other day. No kidding. How's your stomach feeling? Oh, me? Oh, yeah, right, thanks. Thanks for sharing my personal stories that (laughs) I told you off the Okay, outdoor maintenance. It depends on your lease, but they don't always have to pay for things like gardeners or for someone to come shovel snow i wonder if they have to mow i don't finally think so i think it's all based on your off- individual rental agreement i think on what you keep up and what they keep up i bet you're right finally unauthorized service calls if you hire an electrician on your own without telling the landlord they might not have to reimburse you for it so always get their approval in writing first or have them hire the person. Thank you. Good night. Oh, Donna. Thank you. I'm killing it, right? Very, very nice. Hey, when we come back, we got a little bit of our talk show news. Don Lemon might be on his very last Lemon leg. We'll explain what TMZ reported this morning as he returned to the air on CNN. But also uh, some news, a report. Is it fake news or not? You know, flip a coin, my friends. But 
Matt Lauer on who he will never talk to again and on who he's, quote-unquote, best friends with. I think that might surprise Mm. you. We'll get into it when we return. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve, the experience. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, the big Z hanging with us as well. Ooh, big storm coming in. It's going to be fun. Yay. You know what's funny? You think that being inside, you'd get more stuff done, right? You yeah, know, you start being, working on home projects, stuff like that. Yeah, or just, you know, even just cleaning out a closet or a junk drawer or your fridge or whatever. I'm just feeling lazier. Oh, no. Well, maybe that's a little fatigue. You know, when you deal with any kind of sickness, you feel a little run down, your energy's that's lower. That's part of it. Yeah, good point. Thank you sure. for thank you for the grace. I appreciate it. Yes, that. Queen. And I'm imagining you're, uh, you got a roommate there. He's probably sick, too. He is sick, but he went to work. And interestingly, not that you asked, um, it's funny because I had COVID. Um, and Poor Nova. Yep, or the Roni. I got it from someone at work. <clears throat> and not you. Not me. That felt like a <clears throat> toward me. No, not at all. But, um, you know, when you live in the same house, it's it's pretty much a given that the other person's going to get it. But the the minute I found out I had it, I made plans, got out of here, went to my cabin for three days, came back. I wear gloves when I'm in common areas with him. I'm masked up. Sometimes I have two masks on. Don't touch any door, not, you know, all of it. He still has not tested positive, but he's got a cold. So you just don't know. No, I just got a runny nose last night. Oh. Mm. And Uh I thought, huh. That's how it started. Donna's first (laughs) symptom was a... uh, Runny nose. A runny nose. Can you send me one of your thousand COVID tests that you have? (laughs) Because we don't have any more. We're out. You're kidding. No, we have six people. Somebody tests. It's like everybody tests. You burn through them. Oh. You're a hoarder. Well... I'm not a hoarder. I'm just, all I do is take the stuff that the government allows for a household. Yeah. Yeah, Well, guess what? You know how those, the math is very different. So what do they give you? If they give you six, somebody gets sick and it's like, boom, you're testing. And then you're told to test two days later. If you got multiples in your house, you burn through that stuff. You're right. You're right. I would be happy to share. Just overnight it to me or send a courier. Okay, I'll get right on that. Thank you, Donna. Seriously, you're, you're committing? No, I'm not. Anyway, you got to get out anyway today. You got to go pick up something at Micro Center. No, I looked. They don't have the thing. I'll be fine. All right, fine. It doesn't matter. All right, all right. I, I let me start with this story. Matt Lauer. There's a headline. He's never going to forgive Katie Couric for throwing him under the bus to promote her memoir, which we both read. Um, I quite frankly, was surprised that she included screenshots of private text messages. Not sure I could forgive somebody. Well, yeah, I could forgive. I'm a forgiving person. You could forgive, but But probably not, maybe not reconcile. The two are different, right? You can forgive somebody and not enter into a relationship with them again. Yeah. You know, in the same way that it was. Yeah. Because if you don't forgive them, then you're just all bitter and... Yeah, you know, then you're doing poison. yourself a disservice. Yeah. Right. 
Um, he's never going to speak to her again, according to the story. And you brought it up. It is kind of surprising who he is still like BFFs with. It says in the article, quote unquote, best friends still with Hoda Kotb and Kathy hmm. Lee Gifford. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's interesting with with uh, with Hoda because she and Savannah were the ones who opened the Today Show when Matt Lauer had been fired. And they said, you know, we You're just right. got news and this is a tough day here at the Today Show. And we just learned some things. And remember, that was quite an interesting broadcast to watch as their lead yeah, story was, was their own show. So, but yeah, I didn't even know that he and Hoda were close. I mean, colleagues, sure, but like, for this article to say they're still quote unquote best friends, I was just a little bit surprised by that. Uh, and then you've got Kathy Lee Gifford, who of course was used to be with Hoda on the 10 a.m. Merlot hour or Chardonnay time right. or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, that, that's cool that he's got people in his life that have, you know, stood stood by him and continue to be a friend. I know he debates a lot of what happened, uh, but even if there were just you know, if these allegations are true and are really bad, you know, they're saying, look, we're going to, he's broken and messed up and has hurt people and all that. And we're going to still love him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but I was surprised to hear that. I didn't know that they were close. He and Hoda Kotb. Well, and I, it appears that he's even closer with Kathy Lee. So, mm. but most of his old friends are shunning him. Yeah, it says it still burns, Matt, that people he worked with for a long time want nothing to do with him. These people owe him their careers. Matt is grateful to Kathy Lee and especially Hoda, who still defends him. Hmm. Uh, But Katie threw him under the bus, the article says, to sell her book. He would never do that to her. This from the source. Interesting. This is why I'll never write a book, Steve. I could not throw you under the bus. I bet you could. You've done it on air. We throw each other. Yeah, we throw each other under the bus live. There will be no scandal. You will we'll just be like refer to episode two seventy two, hour three. Heck, you keep a running article of any time I say something malicious about you, you keep a journal, presumably for HR someday. True. Anyway. I won't be um, writing a book. Thank you. Don Lemon returned to CNN this morning. I was trying to find video of him. I couldn't really find it. But perhaps more interesting, he was uh, given a few days off the air and was told to go through some formal training after he suggested that a woman was past her prime if she was, you know, the ripe old age of 51. So that didn't go over well. Coworkers apparently didn't feel so great about that, as you could imagine. And uh, so CNN said, all right, you got to take a few days away here. He said um, he made a brief Twitter statement the other day but tmz is saying that cnn has told him this is your final warning one more screw up and you're gone it was apparently uh, communicated to him in no uncertain terms the next time he insults his co-host or creates a toxic environment on or off air will be his last with the network is this a comment i don't watch him i don't really know much about him other than he does the new year's eve whatever broadcast is this like a on clearly it's a problem i don't recall hearing about the other issues yeah 
I don't either. Um, outside of just like, yeah, you know, the New Year's Eve drunk on the broadcast and stuff like that. I think that he he's kind of like a lightning rod, you know? Got it. Let's let's use some um, political opposites here. Everybody stand down. I'm not getting <laughs> political. I'm just trying to be balanced here. I feel like I see names that trend in Twitter. And like I feel like Tucker Carlson on one side trends on Twitter and Don Lemon you see trending on Twitter a lot. So I don't know. They seem he's like a lightning roddy kind of a okay. guy. Got it. Apparently, there's some backstage stuff of people not necessarily loving the work environment and things like that, which is why CNN's like, cool, you made the remark, go through formal training, but if you start messing with the on-air or off-air mojo, you're mm. gone. But then they, the report says Don Lemon's kind of not over CNN, too, so who knows? We gotta go!